Welcome everyone to the MetSpa Accelerator podcast brought to you by Everbowl Marketing, the go-to resource so you can get the latest hacks and best practices so that you can market and grow a profitable medical aesthetics practice. Welcome everybody to the MetSpa Accelerator podcast. I'm your host, Luis Trevino, and I'm hey. joined with Billy. Yeah. Our co-host. Uh, together, we are the co-founders and creators of Everable Metsball Marketing, and we're super excited to be bringing you guys here another episode uh, of the Metsball Accelerator podcast. Yeah. So, man, it's been another another week <laughs> in quarantine. Yes. Um, in this new normal yeah this new normal i guess you're right it's definitely crazy but you know i think it's funny too because like we're pretty much like our lifestyle hasn't really changed Mm -mm. because we're always just work from home anyway we're always insider we're homebody so we're always inside anyway (laughs) yeah like our 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 lifestyle didn't really change that much yeah still it's pretty weird going to the grocery store with a mask on for sure and then i guess the, the 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 fact that there's like this restriction now like definitely makes me want to go out more and i can't you know <laughs> like you know and I so just that's want to have the option yeah i want to have the option <laughs> so i can say no yeah, I, mean, definitely. <laughs> I mean just want my freedom yeah. you know i mean, we would go out like on yeah. dates and stuff for sure like in the weekends movies different things like that yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. But, so what are we going to be talking about today, Bam? So today we're talking about, uh, you know, Q2 happened and <laughs> we weren't even there. <laughs> Seriously. So what now? Yeah. What can we do now? Yeah. So how to reinvent your business to thrive after the coronavirus. Uh, we're stra- definitely yeah. starting to see uh, the president uh, and different governors, governors. have already uh, started issuing out, like, uh, basically that they're going to reopen the state and kind of like the process that they're going to go through and actually going through going through with that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like something key that we have to talk about here is how this is going to change the way people see businesses and the way businesses react to this. Cause For it's, sure something that everybody went through and it's not like people are not going to forget that easily and that's the thing too it's like uh, at the end of the day consumer behavior has changed and i think a big part of like working from home or just uh using applications that maybe Mm -hmm. people have never used in the past and they were forced to use like ordering food through their phones like ordering groceries through their phones like different things like that all of a sudden they realized that some of these things were actually possible mm-hmm. and how convenient yeah. some of these things are. And therefore, it's going to open up the market for people actually like there's going to be a, a, a more of a demand for those type of convenient services. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and I think we talked about this in the past that people are now going to say, like, why do we have to meet in person when we can just do this? Exactly. Virtually? You know, like. <laughs> Uh, and I think, yeah, I think we talked about that in one of the other episodes where mm-hmm. I said, like, I was upset at one time because we, our doctor was not willing to give us a, a virtual consultation. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> that being said, um, yeah, so, but before we dive in even further, guys, what do we want to tell people? Oh, yes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> 
have you subscribed yet? <laughs> have you subscribed to this podcast? If you're yes. watching us on YouTube, actually, if you are watching us on YouTube, you might see something different about my hair. Um, <laughs> we're quarantined. <laughs> so something had to change. Something had to change, yes. Um, and it looks awesome. Thank you. Um, I still don't know if I like it, but... <laughs> so, subscribe, guys, to the podcast. If you're watching us on YouTube, make sure to subscribe to our channel. Uh, like the video. Uh, follow us on... Make sure to follow us on social media. Yes. And be part of our Facebook group, guys. There will be a link somewhere here around this, uh, you know, some of the show notes. So, go ahead and join us on our Facebook group. Uh, we're actually starting to do a lot more engagement on that group. And yeah. we're going to be releasing uh, some really good content on there. So, make sure to we, sign up for that. We actually have some exciting news there, too. We have some exciting news, too. Uh, we're actually going to be releasing a master class yes. on how to actually take your business or your Mets ball virtual, right? And so we're actually going to be doing like a live event, uh, but it's going to be inside of the Facebook group. We're going to do it um, this. Uh, so it's going to be, you know, so it's going to be coming up very soon, guys. So if you want all the details, make sure to go and sign up to the Facebook group so that you can actually make sure you have all of that information and you're signing up and you're actually a part of that. Okay. Yeah. So it's going to be super fun and informative, uh, guys. I'm really excited because we've really put a lot of effort into that. How how you're able, how you're going to be able to take your business virtual, and then we're going to give you the exact process that we're using right now for our clients, so that you guys can just plug and play, pretty yeah. much. You know, yeah. if you guys want to do that. It's actually really good. I'm yeah. really excited about it. Uh, and the last part of this, guys, uh, is a new little part that we're going to be doing as part of the podcast. What is it? So we want to ask you guys a question every episode and um, we want you to come into our YouTube channel or if you're part of the Facebook group and answer there. Yeah. So the question for this episode is what is the most creative thing you've done during this season within your business? <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, like what has been the thing that you just had to do? Like that has been you thought, man, this was super creative and it was really successful mm -hmm. and it helped us either communicate with our clients really well mm -hmm. it made, made us help helped us generate some revenue it's helped us you know get a really build up our brand whatever it is mm -hmm. go ahead and comment yeah. on this video if you're in the facebook group uh comment on there as well and yeah it'd be really good to be sharing some ideas and stuff yeah or even something as simple as like hey i know i can now zoom with my co-workers my staff <laughs> that's a good one too yeah that's a good one <laughs> you had to really think out of the box for that one yeah <laughs> all right so let's go ahead and dive into today's episode so like we said right today we're mm -hmm. going to be talking about how to reinvent your business to thrive after the coronavirus right and yes. so the, the 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 whole idea of this episode came out from Peter and I having a conversation and one of the one of the realizations that we had, which you're probably very aware of right now, is, well, we lost Q2, guys. Yes. <laughs> now what? Right. And so for any brick and mortar business, uh, Q2 is usually the best quarter of the year. Right. Mainly if, if it's specifically for Mets balls, like everybody wants to get ready for the summer. Right. And so they're mm -hmm. invest a lot in aesthetic uh, treatments. Um 
laser services, body contouring, injectables, mm -hmm. right? Because uh, they just want to look good for the summer. So it's always a really big thing. And a lot of our clients actually have their best months in yeah. April and in May. So fingers crossed, the economy opens up back in May. But, you know, we like the, everything that has happened, like Billy mentioned, like people are going to remember it. And that fear is still going to be there, guys. Mm -hmm. So we need to look at how can we best position ourselves so that we are ready for when the economy reopens and we can still take advantage as much of Q2 as possible. Because, yeah, I mean, it is a really big thing. Like mm -hmm. a lot of our clients like really, you know, hold on to Q2 as their yeah. way to generate revenue so they can mm -hmm. last till Q4, Four. you know, yeah. like. That's what so, I was going to say. Q3 is usually like this lowest month. Yeah. Especially for like any body contouring. For sure. So it is it is pretty hard knowing that like your Q2 just kind of like vanished. For sure. And and that's the thing. I mean, we still don't know how obviously yeah. this is going to affect everything. Right. Uh, right? I mean, hey, people might not want to uh, like the economy opens up and we're not quarantined anymore. People might just like still want to go on vacation because they're just totally fed up with being in their homes uh, or <laughs> yeah. the quite the opposite. They're still afraid. They're still worried. Um, they're going to want to stay inside and maybe not go anywhere. Be a little uh, bit more hesitant yeah. about going out. And honestly, Definitely. we're going to have both like, you know, and so mm -hmm. it's still not sure. I think also depending on which area, which part of the country you're mm -hmm. in, you know, you're going to experience mm -hmm. different things. Obviously, mm -hmm. the, you know, it's, and I think the other aspect to it is not just like how people are going to react, but also the economic uh, you know, an unemployment that's been going on sure. in the country. Like, how is your ideal audience right now going to be affected by this uh, economically? And how can, like, how can you still offer your services to those people that do not have a job anymore? For sure. Yeah, 100%, guys. So, basically, we're going to be talking about the four steps when it comes mm -hmm. to reinventing your business. Mm -hmm. And we're going to go through these and basically talk about each one individually and see how we again the whole purpose and the goal of this is to start getting you thinking about how the market's going to change how your product is going to change how your business will need to adapt and innovate based off what's going on and so again reinventing mm -hmm. your business your product offering all that stuff and i think you also have to think about it in a more permanent basis because mm -hmm. what happened right now and you know we can just we were talking about this like all we can do is like band-aid our business right now right yeah. do something for the time being that will actually like help and uh just like kind of you know, hold on a little bit while yeah. this is happening. But I do feel like if you, if we can find a way to digitalize a med spa and actually make it as part of your own, like regular ongoing business, this is going to be huge Yeah, for, sure. for the future. Yeah. And that's part of like some of the other episodes we've talked about having like a contingency plan, a backup plan. Cause, and this is what we're going to be talking about in that workshop guys, yeah. is that it's not a matter of if, it's always a matter of when. And any successful Fortune 500 you know, business will always institute contingency plans, backup plans as part of their business model. Mm -hmm. And so the thing is like, it's unfortunate, but there will be another you know, dis uh, natural disaster. There will be another uh, recession or economic downfall. There will also be another pandemic, right? Mm -hmm. And so 
whether it's you know next year whether whether there's a second wave of the coronavirus whether there is uh you know hurricanes floodings uh tornadoes like i mean any type of natural disaster or any economic disaster there will always be something in the future guys um and so the best thing that we can do right now is to actually really see this as a learning opportunity and figuring out well what type of things can i implement so that my business can actually stay my livelihood can actually stay afloat Mm -hmm. during times of economic you know times of hardship Mm -hmm. whatever it might be but my point is not just in times of hardship like i would want to have this as a like a you know another branch yeah no 100 percent. and 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 that being said right like part of what what you're being forced to do right now is going to provide a really good foundation for as a as i guess an arm of your business or a side of your business that is still going to be relevant in the next few years to Mm -hmm. come and Mm -hmm. going back to like what we were talking about in the beginning like the fact that people have now realized that some of these things are possible like as we said consumer behavior will change and so making sure that we can uh, supply that demand of of that change that has happened yeah Yeah. and so again being digital (laughs) yeah we are in a digital age and i feel like you know um we just need to adapt to this like yeah. whether we were pushed to because of the coronavirus and because of any contingency plan like having a digital backup but also for the like planning for the future for sure yeah 100 mm-hmm. percent um so what's the first step here the first actually? step is def is going to be deconstruction guys so there's basically a few elements in regards to this that you guys need to take into consideration and it really goes back down to looking at your business and being a little bit more objective and pragmatic about what your business does, um, what are who it serves, the services that it you know that you provide, and now based off what has happened, where the market's at, how can you start to provide services that are more in line with what people want, basically. Yeah. Yeah, because those wants might change a little bit. And we've talked about this before in another episode where like people's wants of actually want, like, you know, just being in the beauty industry are are still there, yeah. maybe in a different capacity. Mm-hmm. And that's what we need to meet people at mm-hmm. where they're uh, in their journey right now. What's happening there and how can we supply them? For sure. And so there's a few different things to look at here. I'm actually going to read off our notes. It's a uh, consumer's uh, con- I'm sorry, customer segment segments, right? Uh, your value proposition, your ch- the channel that you might be using to market or communicate with with your clients, mm-hmm. uh, your customer relationship, mm-hmm. uh, your key activities, your key resources, your key partners, revenue and cost, right? And so, really being able to look at it objectively and as a as as an actual business owner and really trying to figure out okay well what are some of the like if you look at your business from like a bird eye view Mm -hmm. what it what are some some of the challenges that you have right now where the where the current issues right now is it in marketing is it in sales is it in operations right uh is it in your staff right and your services your services um your deliver your deliverability of your service right 
and figuring out ways that you can like identifying what those problems are and then working towards implementing solutions right mm -hmm. and and part of that deconstruction might be you know what it might not even really make sense for us to offer this service or to promote this service. there is in the past you were very big on you know promoting a specific a specific service that you know what in the next few months it's not really going to make sense for you to be advertising that service uh, it, another type of service might be a little bit more relevant, mm -hmm. right? Or who you offer that service to. Right. Sorry. I was going to give an example that we were talking about earlier where, um, you know, maybe like you, it, lip fillers were huge and it was it is a very big trend. However, your audience that might actually be getting those lip fillers might be the main um, people that are unemployed right now. For sure. So it might not be as, you know, as consistent as you used to. So maybe like changing lip fillers to something else that maybe like uh, another type of audience might want something a little bit different that but they are still like you're stable audience you know the yeah. people that are still making money are still wanting to buy some stuff mm -hmm. and i think part of that too has to do with like like one of the things that we were talking about is like if, if you're offering lip filler maybe your ideal patient you know previously was somebody in their maybe like somebody just kind of younger like in maybe 20s. their 20s mm -hmm. 30s right maybe and then also maybe like you had that other market of like 40s uh 40s as well but then now maybe realizing, well, hey, you know what? Maybe the older demographic might be the, you know, maybe they weren't as hit as heavily as the younger demographic. And maybe now we should be advertising to more of, you know, 50s, 60s, hey, maybe even 70s. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, hey, you know, I mean, and so that's going to be something really interesting mm -hmm. to look at because you have to identify what your marketing message is, who you're reaching out to, and then mm -hmm. what those what those mm -hmm. channels might change, right? Like right. you might before it was very you know big on Google. Now it might just be that you transition more to Facebook or something right. along those lines. Right. So I was gonna say the other big change that we've been seeing because of social distancing is obviously everybody trying to communicate via like video conference. For sure. So you have all the like this. Um, older generation that are barely kind of like starting to feel more comfortable with technology. Yeah. So while like before you would have like um, somebody in their 60s uh, not be as comfortable into like doing a video conference or even with their cell phone, now they're talking to their grandkids like nothing, you know? Yeah. So you do have that other like audience that you can now target to. For Maybe sure. they're barely starting like, hey, this yeah. is the time. If I want to connect with my kids and my grandkids and whoever, I need to be on social and I need to have like a good phone and I need to have a good computer, you might actually be able to now target those people. For sure. No, 100%, guys. So, I mean, like, yeah. So, like, I, I guess overall, market's changing, right? You need to really look at, you know, what your messaging is. Right. Now, one of the other things, too, that we've, you know, kind of are looking at right now is, like, the, this whole idea, like, part of the messaging might need to change where this idea of, like, you know what? Yes, I want to be more beautiful. I want to look younger. I want to, you know, all those things. Whereas now, instead of it being more of a, I, I want this transformation, it's more about preservation, right? So where like people might just actually want to focus more on security, protection, you know, different or an overall long-term health. So it might right. transition more into offering more health-related services, right? Because we were kind of shocked and 
kind of like hit in the face that, hey, you know what? If I if you have a compromised immune system, then you are more prone to disease or, mm-hmm. you know, ultimately death. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so maybe we're shifting, not as strong as we thought we were. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. And so part of that maybe is transitioning these messages mm-hmm. and some of those services mm-hmm. might actually be very attractive right now. Mm-hmm. And as a way and even just as a way to like s- smooth or like kind of like right. kind of like transition people into them wanting to invest more into aesthetics because because you know a lot of the times it's it's more it's a health thing right like when you start taking care of yourself then you actually start to appreciate yourself a little bit more and you realize you know what i should invest in myself and the fact that i that i feel better and Mm -hmm. i ultimately look better is making me more confident so then you know what yeah why not why don't why you know yeah like i'll get the filler yeah i'll get the facial i'll get the botox like whatever it is because Mm -hmm. You kind of started them on this journey of like, yeah, like you kind of, you know, in you, yourself yeah, investing in yourself and your sure. beauty. Definitely. And based on like what we've talked about with like our clients, I feel like sometimes it goes like either way. Like sometimes they start with like a weight loss journey and then they want to like look better on the outside because they feel so great in the inside. And sometimes yeah. it's the other way around. They just do a little Botox or something and they're like, oh, I look great. Now I want to feel as good as I look. And then they go the other way around. But based on what we're doing now, I think what you said is is great, especially for this next quarter, just going into, and that's what we mean, like you might have to change your offer, your services. If you were bigger on the aesthetic side, maybe, and you do have like a weight loss program or like IV therapy or something along those lines, maybe like, you know, putting that together so that it makes sense for right now. For sure. Yeah, 100%. Mm-hmm. And so again, you might look at you know changing your services. You might look at you know who you're who you're talking to, how you were actually talking to them, mm-hmm. right? And then when you talk to them, like uh, something like very, it's very good, you know, best practice when it comes to this is like talking to your patients and really identifying what are their challenges, what are their problems, what are their concerns, what do they want, what do, yeah. what don't they want, you know? Right. What and keeps that's them actually up at night. in uh, uh, step three. Step three, yeah. So we'll dive into that a little yeah. bit more. Um, <laughs> And so basically, you know, you might you might also need to look at, you know, your pricing, your supply chain, like different things like that, different things that you might need to do to lower costs and be more profitable, you know, different things like that. So it's really deconstructing everything, everything part of the every type of every service you have and how you're going to deliver that, mm-hmm. which actually goes into our next one, our next step, which is imagination. Mm-hmm. So it's finding creative solutions and I think right now, like creative solutions that last. So yeah. what is it that you can do right now to, you know, like supplement maybe some revenue from still coming in, depending mm-hmm. on what your state is doing, mm-hmm. uh, but also something that will last and actually you can, uh, a program that you can keep on doing even after this is over. For sure. And that's what we're, that's what we're doing this workshop, guys, coming up. Like at the end of the day, it's like part of uh, doing that it's going to be in what we were telling saying earlier in the in the episode is that you implementing this new process or these new systems is going to be a great way for like thing that you can actually continue and have have as a backup plan right but i mean it's definitely something that you're going to want to continue because like i said a lot of people are still not going to be comfortable going out of their homes and if you offer some type of virtual consult or something along those lines 
well, then that's going to be a really great solution yeah. for them. Yeah. Right? And to me, it's just seeing it as another way, another way you're opening up communication for with sure. your clients. So yeah. it, just as we did before with text messaging, that wasn't as big, but now opening up that two-way text messaging with your clients, and a lot of our clients have seen the difference of like opening that up. Imagine the possibilities of opening up another way of communicating, which in this case would just be virtual consultations. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 100%. And so that being said, uh, yeah, so like Pili was saying, and you know, virtual consultations already is mm -hmm. a big one. That's what we, we're, yeah. go ahead. I was gonna say, we have three ideas for you yeah, guys. Yeah, three ideas. So virtual consults, right? Idea number two is event webinars, okay? Yeah. <laughs> and we've actually... It's uh, happening. Yeah, it's happening. Uh, and, and this is kind of like a, you know, a common thing in the past, if you really think about it, where mm -hmm. like if you looked at some of these like multi-level marketing uh, companies and different things like that for like, you know, kitchenware, for skincare, whatever it, it was, it was like, oh, you had like this one person and she kind of got all her friends together uh, at their home and it was like a little party okay. but it was like a, also basically them actually doing a presentation on this line of products right, right. um and so we actually uh, actually heard a case study from one of my friends of mine where they actually did that and they did a zoom party and uh they basically did a presentation on these skincare products and they sold mm -hmm. a really good amount mm -hmm. of skincare stuff yeah. yeah i mean this idea i don't think is like brand new it's just feels a little brand new in this industry yeah. because webinars and event webinars have been a thing. If you do look at other like tech companies or companies that are just digital in nature, they've done this for a while. For sure. So like applying it to your med spa and how that could help you, like I yeah. feel like this could be like huge. Like, yeah, like, like think about like the number of people that you've done events and that they didn't go because it just didn't so. fit into their space didn't have a babysitter yeah or and, and, that's, and that's the thing like so imagine taking that barrier away and that's what gets me really excited when it comes to mm -hmm. doing virtual consults or events stuff like that is that you it's you're making it a lot more like a lot easier and you're making it more convenient for you to communicate with your ideal patient right mm -hmm. and it's actually and this is one of the biggest benefits is that you're streamlining this process where before people had to drive 20 minutes to an hour to go and see you have this consultation potentially get treatment then or schedule treatment for later now it's going to be another commute back and then another day later that they have to go and so i know for me like i've always disliked that you know what i mean like who who likes commuting like who likes you know doing that like honestly i don't i don't know a lot of people that do right and uh, so there's a lot of wasted time that is that is in that whole process. And that's what I mean. Like, I think one of the biggest benefits that you're going to realize when it comes to this is that you can streamline your sales process by mm -hmm. offering these virtual consultations mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. it's going to be so easy yeah. for these people, for you to communicate with these people. Right. And yeah. maybe before in the past, there was still like this little barrier of like, I don't know, like people might not show up and it was still almost taboo. And that's the thing. Even but if right it, now, yeah. Yeah. Wow, it's just changed. Yeah. Like, and I think obviously people are going to be more open to that now because they were forced into it. But that's the thing. Even if somebody does no show like or cancel last minute, it's less expensive mm -hmm. than if you were actually like, um, if, uh, if like, it was a physical. yeah, if it was actually like a physical thing, because 
if they no show, then no big deal. Like, you know, like you just go ahead, you know, keep doing your thing or go ahead and schedule somebody else for that slot. Right. And it's not it's not that you it's it's easier to actually find somebody else to fill that slot because you're not asking them to drive to come and see you. All you're asking them to do is pick up their phone. Right. You know? Yeah. And so that's what I mean. Like, I, I think for like. For me, I, I think the that's convenience a, yeah, the, I think the, the convenience is there. And I think it's going to be a really big uh, one of those details that is going to be really like a, a big, a big win. You know what I mean? Like, I, mm-hmm. I feel like that that would be like a really big thing that can actually really help you grow your business and actually take it to the next level. And as a contingency plan, as a backup plan, like I think it'll just work great. For even if things do go back, you know, to where whatever reason we have yeah. to be quarantined yeah, or anything it, like and that. Even if like later in the future you might do it less, like once things go back to quote unquote normal, yeah. um, and you still have like your like one on one consultations like in person, um, which I, I also understand. Like for a lot of services, maybe like cool sculpting where you actually have to pinch the fat, it might yeah. be difficult, of course, doing a virtual consult. But at least you can have that first you know interaction with somebody. And a little, a little by little, like as like I said, society will go back to, again, quote unquote normal. Um, you have this plan of like, this is what's going to happen, and this is you already kind of have that in place. Yeah, and and even at that, like I still think like if you're creative and you you want to do it badly enough, you will figure out a way to make it work. And and mm-hmm. even, like even with services that are a little bit more difficult, like Billy was saying, like cold sculpting, like. I'm a hundred, I'm a, like, we have clients right now yeah. that are doing virtual consultations for cold sculpting. They're collecting deposits. They're getting, you know, you know, they're actually getting like people to pay in full for treatments and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Cause I mean, you know, like once you're a professional at something, like you can just see somebody and you already know, oh yeah, it's like they're a good candidate. They're not a good candidate. Right. Now you might not be a hundred percent certain how many cycles they might need. Right. But you at least can actually give them an idea of like, look, this is good, would be a good starting range. And then once you actually bring them in, then you can talk to them about upselling them into maybe more cycles because they're going to need that. Mm-hmm. You once you do a more thorough consultation. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Definitely. Um, but it's a definitely a more streamlined way of screening people and even disqualifying the people that are not going to be good candidates. And because think about it, the number one complaint or like the number one issue that people have when it comes to coming in for a consult is that they're afraid, like, oh, I'm going to be sold. And and they always say, I just I'm I, like they say on the phone, like, oh, I want to know price. Yeah, I don't want to be- waste because your time. I don't want to waste your time. I don't yeah. want to waste my time. <laughs> well, hey, guess what? If we do a Zoom call like or whatever, a doxy, doxy. call uh, is what we're recommending for our clients right now is. You know, hey, well, I mean, do you have 10 minutes? Do you have 15 minutes? Like, I mean, you're not, you're not going to, I'm not going to waste your time. Like if I do, it's only 15 minutes because you're not going to spend an hour or two hours driving back and forth. Right. You know, and like, that's the thing. Like, and honestly, that argument makes a ton of sense. Like if you're busy and, but you don't really know too much about this treatment, like, why would I want to waste my time? It's something that I don't even know I can afford. Right. 100%. 
A hundred percent. Yeah. And I also love the idea about like the event webinars, uh, just mm. because it, it, it'll open up a lot of more opportunities. Think about the people that too. don't go to your event because they're like, oh, I don't know anybody and I just don't want to go. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, you know, I don't yes. wanna, I, or that are like socially awkward or whatever. Introverts. Like, yeah, introverts. Like, <laughs> you know, like, or they're just too lazy. Like, you know, they had a rough day and so they don't want to drive or they're hungry or whatever it might be. But then, but you know, showing up to an event where maybe I don't mm -hmm. have to turn my camera on, but if I do, if I start feeling more comfortable, like mm -hmm. sure I will do that. Mm -hmm. You know, like I feel like it it has more of a potential of getting more people to show up. Right. Um, now on the sales end, there's ways to engineer that uh, to actually make sure we can still have a good amount right. of impact and yeah. sales. Um, but honestly, it would be the same same way that we would before. And what a lot of people do for like online webinars and sales and stuff like that is like you have a link, you send them to that link and they purchase right right then and there. They purchase online basically. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah. Another idea that we had to is um, doing some sort of like online classes. Um, yeah. And I, I got this, this from like, you know, again, looking at other industries and what they are doing and digital uh, companies do like online classes. You. Uh, you know something like Skillshare or yeah. you know the even the masterclass um, like thing that's going on there yeah. you just kind of like um, you, you can do a class on whatever is your expertise or maybe in the different areas that you can sell for like a package mm -hmm. and uh, you know people can take that class but then within the class you're also offering some of your services, whether it be for skincare or even products that are you have available. Mm -hmm. So it's like a compliment. And again, doing this for like a long term. So it's almost like an evergreen campaign, something that anybody can purchase at any time. And you know, you, you're still getting some of that revenue. But the, the point here in this step is just being creative, thinking outside the box, looking again at other industries, other people, and how can you adapt that to your current situation? For sure. Yeah, it's going to be the biggest thing. So again, guys, just, you know, use your imagination, right? Mm -hmm. I figure out like where the, what's your audience really want. Yeah. And then, I mean, honestly, it's as simple as that. Like when you talk to your audience, like what do they tell you? Yeah. You know, like, and are, is the conversation more of like, man, you know what? Like, I'm just getting really frustrated because I know I need some of these skincare products and I, I can't find them at, you know, what my local uh, store um, but then like, I can't go see you because you're not open or we're quarantined or whatever. Well, you know what? Like maybe having, offering a virtual consult around skincare and then selling the products online or something like that, or going to go drop off those products or I don't know, whatever it might be. Um, then that's a solution right mm -hmm. there. Like, but it's really listening to your current patients and then being creative and using your imagination, doing research on what other people are doing. And then just basically Again, just doing that. problem solving. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And that's all businesses. So that's actually like our third and fourth step, which is testing and prototyping. Mm -hmm. um, to make sure that like this actually like, you know, it's going to be welcomed to your audience. Um, the best thing is going to be testing. So yeah. if you have some loyal customers, clients that actually, you know, like you get along with, you know who they are, just talk to them. Like, yeah. just call them, ask them like what their experience has been, ask them like what would they want from you right now? Like Luis was saying, like maybe they're just a little bit frustrated because they want to get their Botox again. <laughs> But, you know, like, what are their issues? Just listen to them and then get that inspiration. Even ask them, like, hey, I am, uh, I'm thinking about doing this, this, and that. What do you think? Would you attend one of these webinars? Would you do this? Would you do that? Ask them all of those questions. 
So that way you can go to the next step, which is prototyping and actually creating this. Like we said from the very beginning, like this is something that hasn't really been done in the industry. There has been some stuff like telehealth now, so you can actually do video conferencing with doctors. And there are a lot of like companies that are gearing towards that, but in the med spa industry itself, there hasn't really been that much. Mm -hmm. So it is new. It is brand new and it might take a little bit to kind of like figure out your own way to do it, like based on what like the course that we're going to be giving um, the masterclass. It's going to be really good, packed with all the information that you need to get started and pretty much just plug and play. But it is going to take a while for you to understand like, okay, what, how my audience is getting this? What should yeah. I do different and what works specifically for you? For sure. Yeah. And I mean, there like there is no right or wrong answer guys like mm -hmm. and like it's it and this is this is just business this is marketing you know what i mean like this is life you know what i mean like at the end of the day it's like you always have to listen to the market mm -hmm. come up with some potential ideas mm -hmm. and then just test those ideas mm -hmm. and see what works mm -hmm. right what you'll find is that a lot of them are going to fail you know but that's okay because because all you need to do is find one that works and then yeah. once that one works then scale that one, uh, you know, idea right. or concept. Right. Basically. A prototyping doesn't have to cost you like a lot of money either. Like yeah. you might have to maybe uh, and put not a little even bit time either. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. But definitely, like it just. You know, in this stay-at-home world, like, talk about meeting your audience where they're at. Yeah. Like, that's all we really need to. And that is what businesses that actually can thrive do. Innovate in times of crisis. Yeah, in times of need, you know, like. Yeah. And that's the thing, like, at the Adapt. end of the day, yeah, at the end of the day, it's like, why was Netflix a better solution than Blockbuster? Well, because... You know, like people don't want to go like I, I think when you can offer convenience as mm -hmm. a as a value proposition, mm -hmm. oh, like convenience always wins. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> if you do whatever you're doing right now and then you add a layer of convenience on top of it because you're making it easier for people to receive that product or that service mm -hmm. or whatever. Um, and so <laughs> so it's always going to win. Yeah. Right. And that's why Netflix won. That's why Amazon won. Like, that's why, like, all these companies are yeah. adding that online version to it, like online banking and yeah. um, picking up your groceries curbside or like all of these uh, applications that had come out just like a few like in the few years, such as like Uber Eats and Postmates and mm -hmm. Favor and all those like they didn't know this was going to happen. However, like they are it right yeah. now <laughs> they're like yeah the biggest thing like yes like it, yeah there's the companies that will deliver like they'll go pick up your groceries and bring them to your door now there's also companies that will just mail you meals they'll mail you you know yeah. like meat yeah like they'll mail you like whatever you want New right? delivery service. yeah like yeah. any type of delivery service and like so though like and again they've digitized everything they've com convenienced it they made it easier to consume mm -hmm. right and so I feel like if we can at least offer a, a layer of that, which is just the virtual, like, is just the consultation. Obviously, mm -hmm. the treatment, like, you know, people need to be in front of you to offer, like, if you want to inject them or do co-scoping or laser, whatever it is, right? But at least you've optimized that one point of contact, which is the sales process, and you streamline that. And then now, specifically what's going on, like one of the things that you're going to need to be communicating constantly is the hygienic measures that you're taking 
to make sure that you ensure mm -hmm. people's safety, right? Mm -hmm. And so one of those is going to be, hey, one out of one, like you wait at the car lot, I mean, or at the parking sp uh, spot, and we'll call you when you're ready to come in, but you're going to be in here by yourself, or you're yeah. at least you're going to be in this room solo, and we're going to make sure you have con no contact with anybody else except for your provider. Mm -hmm. um, and so, like, now you're streamlining that, right? So you streamline the sales process. Now you're streaming, bringing people in and, and doing delivery on everything, right? right? Yeah. And yeah. so at least that's the measures that we're going to have to take right now as we start to, as businesses start to reopen. Because if you look at the different phases of the economy opening up, it's not like, oh, okay, yeah, one day or the next, like people can just start going everywhere. Like businesses will need to follow specific protocols to ensure people's safety. Right. And so right. At, at least from what we've seen, we've seen that to probably, it's probably going to be the best thing right now. Mm -hmm. And some of you might already be doing that. Um, but again, like, a lot of people as part of like, and even us having this conversation, even us doing this workshop is, is stemmed, stemmed out of the conversations that we were having with our clients of them saying, telling us like, I have no idea where to start. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, like doing virtual consults would be great, but I don't have the technical know-how. I honestly how do don't. I train my staff? How do I train my staff? Like how, how are they going to do sales online? How are they going to do a consult online? All these things, guys, we're going to cover in that master class. Yeah. So make yeah, sure to. Definitely. And we'll also have an episode coming up soon um, along the lines of like, okay, we're opening up again. Now <laughs> what do we do? So stay tuned for that. We still have a lot of content coming your way. Yes, guys. So uh, hopefully you found this episode useful. Again, if you want to partake in that master class, make sure to go ahead and sign up and get access to the Facebook group. The link will be in here somewhere. And, uh, yeah, hopefully you guys are staying safe. You guys yes. are well. We wish you all the best. And we're excited to kick things back up as things start to go a little bit back to normal. Yes. You know, it won't, it won't be the same ever again. No, I don't know. But, <laughs> uh, but you know, we're definitely going to rolling with the punches mm -hmm. and, and really trying our best to kind of push forward during this time. So yeah, if you guys definitely. have any questions or issues you want to talk to us, please let us know. Join the Facebook group. Comment yes. on there. Send us a message. Or feel free to schedule a call with one of our team members for a strategy session. Definitely. And don't forget to answer the question of today's episode, which yes. is, what is the most creative thing you had to do for your business during this crisis? Yes, go and comment now. <laughs> yes. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. See you Have in the a good next one. episode. Yes, bye-bye.